And I'm here with Ed. Hello, Eduardo. Hey, everybody. Hey, Damon. How's everyone doing? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're doing this segment. uh, Basically, uh, um, I, I like to talk about horror movies. And Marcel tends to be a little bitch about it, about horror movies. And he doesn't really give good reviews on horror movies. And he tends to, like, not really give give his all when it's not others, you know, like science fiction stuff or action stuff. But so uh, he just doesn't like them. Well, he, yeah, it's like his least favorite. So, gotcha. so I rather uh, I rather do it with someone who's just as uh, as. Um, well steeped in horror as I am to review. Um, you're you're yeah. a lot higher in knowledge than I am. I'm learning from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just it's probably because I've been alive longer. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Old man Jones. <laughs> but uh, tonight our focus is Netflix did uh, three movies over three weeks uh, based on R.L. Stein novels, Fear Street. Mm-hmm. And they did Fear Street Part 1, which was 1994, Fear Street Part 2, which was 1978, and Fear Street Part 3, which was 1666. And uh, I thought it was a kind of a cool, kind of a cool uh, concept to have like these three, it's like a triple feature uh, over the course of every Friday, uh, uh, Netflix would upload this, you know, you'd get this movie like a two-hour movie based on this one story that spans these three uh, timelines. It's one story that spans, you know, 94, 78, and 66, 1666. Yeah, I don't know how if, uh, how many books they were. Like, was this one book or multiple books in the R.L. Stein? You know what? I, I don't – yeah, I should have looked that up, but I didn't even bother. I never read them. But I, you know, every time I think of R.L. Stein, it's like, you know, I think of Goosebumps mm-hmm. and kind of like entry-level horror stuff. Yeah, so and, I, re- uh, I used to read a bunch of them back in the 90s in elementary school. Yeah. God, in the 90s in elementary yeah. school. Remember the grew- 90s uh, TV show for Goosebumps? The first episode was the mask one. Oh, creeped me out, but I loved it. Oh my God! It was funny. Uh, I'm a little older than you, so I was like, uh, I graduated high school in '91, but <laughs> but my sister, my younger sister, watched read the Goosebumps books, and I tried to show Eloise, like who is very much like her mother, uh, and not at all interested in in horror stuff. Well. A little bit. She sticks her toe in it, but it's not. She's not really a horror person. Mm-hmm. But like she, she's read a couple of the Goosebumps stories, and then we watched. I found them on YouTube. A bunch of the old Goosebumps shows, and she, uh, they were really bad. They don't hold they, up. They are very bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the budget is like forty bucks. Yeah, per per episode, and it shows. It was like, wow. I thought, oh, she might not be able to handle these, and then we started watching them, and we were just laughing through half of them. I was like, God, this was awful. The, but, uh, um, Jack Black made a couple. He stars at as R.L. Stein. Oh yeah, it's like you know, Goosebump One and Goosebump Two, and they're not bad. I mean, they're better than a '90s TV show. My daughter loves them, um, but she might be able to help handle those. Eloise. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of a, she's kind of a wimpy with horror. I remember uh, 
I thought maybe I could like uh, like my pseudo daughter Brittany, who's uh, way older. She's like uh, she's twenty eight now, but she her her entry into horror was watching um, Candyman. Ooh, that's a good one to start. <laughs> yeah, she was, but but she was five, and Ooh. it was it was totally an accident. I was watching the movie late at night, and uh, I um. You know, I was in the living room. The girlfriend was asleep, and uh, Eloise was supposed to be in bed, but she had snuck out of her room. I didn't hear her, and she was she had laid down where the TV was and the couch. She was like behind the couch, behind me, watching yeah. the movie. But she was so quiet, I didn't hear her. And um, and then uh, <laughs> she startled me, and I jumped, and then she was like on the floor watching this movie. I was like, "You can't be watching this. This is not for kids." And then it dawned on me, it's like, wait a minute, how long have you been laying there? And she's like, since the woman got killed. And I was like, which was like <laughs> 10, like 10 minutes in. I was so like, you've been, I was like, you've been watching. Yeah. I was like, you've been watching this since then, since the beginning. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. I was like, well, shit, there's only like 10 minutes left. You might as well finish it. Yeah. You get from that. <laughs> can't bother you. I'm worse. <laughs> yeah. So she watched it. And from this, you know, to this day, she's like a huge horror buff i mean she's totally into it and uh so i was like you know but then again yeah my first movie was uh exorcist but i was only you know i was 10 and i saw the edited for tv version first and that scared oh, really? the shit out of me but yeah <laughs> no i wasn't 10 i was eight and uh but i was hooked after that i was scared but hooked at the same time all right well let's get on with it <laughs> um uh the first one, Fear Street, part one, 1994. I'll read the synopsis and we'll get into it. A circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter an ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years. Welcome to Shadyside. So um, it's basically about these two towns, Shadyside and what was the other one? Uh, I always oh, forget. Sunnydale. Sunnydale and yeah. Sunnydale is like more affluent. Everyone is like it's like the rich part of town. Everyone does well, and everyone is shady side. Is it like reminded, uh, it reminded me on that show Parks and Rec where there was uh, what's the two towns it lived in? There was one town that was good that was sort of the Parks and Rec was based off, and then the rich and famous on the other side. It reminded me of the exact same thing. Yeah, for Portland, for here, I like to like. Uh, it'd be like um, um, Lake Oswego would be the more affluent one, and Shady Side would be like Gresham. <laughs> uh, okay. So, but, uh, but what's the town Shadyville was like? You know, uh, slasher town. It was a slasher town. Oh yeah, yeah. Every like every dozen years or so, uh, someone would freak out and kill a bunch of people. And they're like, well, that's just shady side for you, a bunch of losers and bums and killers and stuff. So it um, it's follow you follow this girl, um, Dina, who's kind of uh, she's a lesbian, you know, high schooler, and she has a younger brother, Benjamin, and uh, they're you know they're basically shady side, and she has a girlfriend or girl she likes, who's from the other side of town, right? I think she moved there. That's yeah. the impression I got. Like she went to be a cheerleader, which I saw that twist coming a yeah. mile away. 
Um, but yeah, she was move, and this is all spoilers, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, she, uh, I guess, was moving to another town, you know, started dating the quarterback, you know, the typical American dream thing, and um, left her because she didn't want to be shunned by the town. Right. Yeah, because she's had all these new friends, and it, it was it was really good. I had a lot of fun with it. Anyway, they, uh, uh, a killer is ends up being like a killer in the town and uh, in the area, and which was kind of looked like. I liked all the slashers in it because it's a little taste of that guy was scream, of course, because you know it was in the nineties. Had the yeah. white mask and the black hoodie. Yeah, it was very scream esque. And uh, it was like, yeah, and it was like high school drama and a slasher killing people, mass killer killing, killing all the kids. And uh, you, you find out that uh, the girl was possessed. And uh, I'm, I'm doing like a Cliff Notes version because okay. you know, we'd be here all night if we wanted yeah, to. Yeah, that's down true. I'm trying all- to. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do too. <laughs> we'd be here all night trying to explain this movie. But. Um, like a yeah, one of the girls, which uh, Dina's girlfriend, who is um, how was she? Some was it Samantha? I Samantha Fraser, the the one who ended up getting possessed for most of the series. Right. Yeah, I think it was. I want to say Samantha. Is it? Yeah, I thought it was Samantha, or it wasn't like. Uh, yeah, it was Samantha. Anyway, um, she. Uh, she gets possessed, and you know, it was a lot of you know it's a lot of who done it stuff, and it turns out it was her, and uh, her, her, she realizes that her friend was possessed, and they knew that. Oh God, I'm I'm already forgetting. I should have took better notes. <laughs> of the killer, help me out here. The killer, which one? Uh, the first one, the boy who killed the girl in the mall. Uh. Or... Yeah, because the boy killed the girl in the mall. He gets, just... cap- he gets capped in the head. And then it transfers to the girl? Is that what happens? It moves No, her? she dies. She dies from her wounds. No, I'm talking about Samantha. Oh, when did I think that's when it happens. Yeah, it moves over to her. Which is Dina's girlfriend. And uh and it ends it ends with uh you thinking uh thinking that she got got the demon exercised. And then at the last minute, she stabs Dina in the gut, and uh, and um, she starts, you know, trying to, you know, you know, trying to kill, you know, trying to kill her brother, and they end up like tying her up, and it stops there. It's like you know, it's like a total cliffhanger. Now because I remember. It, yeah, they had the skull guy chasing around most of the movie, and then she gets kind of possessed. And they have to take her out, make her die, but bring her back. That's right. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. She had to, in order for it to work, that's right. She had to die. So she had yeah. to drown, drown her girlfriend <laughs> and then revive her because she heard that this happened. A girl did this and it worked. Oh, yeah. And, Britta. Uh, Britta was in this movie. I forgot. Yeah. But it doesn't, ha- it doesn't really do that. What happens is that it just lies dormant for a little while and then it comes right back. Because it needs somewhere to go, if you're going to kill the person, and uh, that's not what I got from that. I, uh, are we talking about all three movies right now, or just the first one? Just the first one. Oh, okay. Then keep going. Did I or did I merge into the second one? 
I don't, I think don't know. I don't think so. So what, I don't what, think what, it jumps. I think they have to write a name down. That's what it was. They that's right. Yeah. That's what it was. They have to like it has to be pushed put on someone. Yeah. And they didn't do that. So it just it it just came right back. And she was like um or and uh or, no, he uh, officer good put the name on the stone. Samantha's name on the stone to get rid of him. Well, yeah, but remember she drowned her, and then it all was well. But I guess it just it was still in her. But they just led her to believe, led Dina to believe that it yeah. was gone because then she stabbed her and then went all batshit again, and then it ended, and then then um, and uh, then the second one, Fear Street Part Two, takes place major- the majority of the story is in 1978, but it opens right where the first one left off, and that first one. You know, the uh, the girl gets stabbed and then uh, she goes to her brother or her and her brother in a overpowering Samantha and um, and um, tying uh, her up, t- and... tying her up to the radiator in the bathroom. And then they're and like, then well, we... they go well, in go a story. They go in a story time for 1978. Yeah, which I, they... which I really like because, of course, it was Friday the 13th theme. Oh, absolutely. And uh, what what they did is they, the girl that survived it before was um, oh, wow, what was her name? It was Diggy who survives it, but her name's, that's just a nickname. And then the sister name started with a C too, because that's how they got you. They're both of their names started with a C. Oh, that's Uh-oh. right. Cin- Cindy. Yeah, something like that. Cindy or Christina or something. But the, they went to the they went to the woman in the beginning. The one because because you know this is ninety four. But the woman who had done this before an ex managed to get the the demon out of out of her uh, was in nineteen was nineteen um, in nineteen seventy eight. Uh, she was you know she was an adult by that time. So they go to they find her and say, hey, uh, uh, you you beat this. How did you do it? And she was like, you don't beat it. What was her name? This is going to bug the shit out of me. Yeah, it was C. Sparman or something like that. I thought it was Annie for some reason. Because uh, uh, she's like, because it was her and her sister at, at a summer camp. Her younger sister, uh, who's played by Sadie Sink, who was... Um, well, Stranger Things? Yeah. Oh, Sadie Sink. Yes, she was in Stranger Things. And her sister was uh, Emily, Cindy Berman. That's what it was, Cindy Berman. Emily Rudd plays her. So they go to the adult Cindy Berman, and she's like, how'd you do this? And she's like, yeah, yeah, have her friend, her friend uh, Samantha, tied up in the trunk, the demon girl. And uh, she's like, well, I didn't beat it, and this is how it happened. And she starts telling the story about summer camp in 1978 when her sister and her were at this summer camp. and, And... uh, what the sh- what the show uh, what the three movies say uh, tell you is that this this tree this hangman's tree that underneath it you know like underground is like a uh, like a like a cave where um, <laughs> the witch or the witch where they were where the person who is inflicting this demon on people is. Um, that's where they do their shit. That's where they summon the demon and and yeah, they, 
they get their name written on the stone. He reads from the book, and uh, Satan takes over and takes yeah. their blood, the sacrifice of the blood, the blood of the sacrifice. There we go. Yeah, and then, and then they, you know, the demon does its work. Now it's all in the same place. It's at the in 1994. It was the it was it was this tree, this this tree that they preserved at the mall. In 1978, it was this tree in the middle of a field, in the summer camp. Mm-hmm. And and um, so uh, it's yeah, it's very uh, the first movie mirrored uh, Scream. The second one absolutely mirrors Friday the Thirteenth. And it was it was really well done. And because it's an R.L. Stein property, you assume it's going to be a lot of um, you know cutaways and PG thirteen horror. But it's straight up R. And, and the only time it cut away was when like the little kids, which I didn't think they were going to go to, but when the little kids got slashed up, that's when they turned the camera away. But like in the first movie, the bread maker slicer, I was surprised. I was like, this movie is very PG for a horror movie. And that, and that happened. I was like, I was wrong. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have no, they make no qualms about killing kids. So no. a, lot, a lot of kids bite the dust in this trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that little kid's fine. Don't worry about him. Nope. Axe in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and they right don't even the get us. And then we not even got into the third one yet about the kids. Oh yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, we'll get there. But um, so so you know, it's like melee. A demon goes crazy, and uh, one of the camp counselors, like the younger sister of these two sisters at the camp, she starts getting. She's like she's like one year away from being too old to be in camp. Or at least as a as a camper, mm-hmm. and and uh, and uh, one of the counselors, he's she's probably what she's like. They said she's sixteen. Yeah, and, and he's yeah, and he's eighteen, and uh, they start. They actually, and he's from she's from Sunny Shady Side, and he's from the other town. Uh, what is the other town again? Sunnyvale. That was, that Sunnyvale. Was officer, that was Officer Good. Yeah, from the from the first movie. Yeah. And and um you find out that uh they have like a little romance and realize, you know what we have well, he he actually does like her. You I mean I got that he you find out that he's pretty much a piece of shit bad guy. Yeah. Big and, time. And uh and but you also find out that this goes back over generations and that's why shady side is the way it is is because people on sunny side are constantly passing it's like a it's like um a a rite of passage that someone is gifted this uh this this book and in order to stay affluent and things go your way you have to sacrifice by you know, a blood, uh, letting this demon have a fill its bloodlust, and so they just pick people from Shady Side and you know make a sacrifice and let the demon do do his thing for like another 10, 12 years, and so it's just handed down from family member to family member, yeah. and um, Shadyville is just a uh, a sh- lamb for them, and right. the, the good family come mayor, they come chief of police. They just profit off the death of all the innocent people in Shadyville. Yeah. Deals with Satan. Good old Satan. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so she finds, uh, you don't find us out until, until the end of uh, three or the end. You, 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 uh, the end of, uh, yeah. Cause in, in the second one, you find out that, um, 
that uh, you know the demon kills everybody in the camp, pretty much almost everybody, and people yeah. get away. But the the I'd say like the kill count is somewhere in the teens. A lot I, of kids, a lot of kids bite it. I, th- I thought I thought I heard twelve, but I, it's it's oh really definitely yeah. I think I heard twelve. Oh, I could be they wrong. Lay, they lay him out, but you're close though. I mean, it could be thirteen, but I remember I thought I heard that one of them was counting the numbers. One guy got like twenty. Oh no. Maybe it was more than I said because it was a guy in the third one that did twelve. I yeah, but uh, uh, it ends with uh, both sisters getting killed, and the the cop boy who's really going to inherit this book and start mm-hmm. his own bolt line of bullshit. He doesn't want her to die because he he was he was struggling. I he said um, I kind of got towards the end because I thought he was really in on it until the end but then i kind of realized oh he knew but he's just he's just battling not wanting to do it and liking her he basically admits to it yeah and uh he brings her back and the demon the bloodlust is fulfilled so she it wasn't that (laughs) yeah it wasn't that uh it wasn't that um he had exercised it from her. It's just that it was over and he just ended up, was able to bring her back. And so it ends like that. And they kind of go their separate ways and they ask, they ask him what happened. And he just totally lies. He's like, Oh, because the guy who ends up getting possessed and doing all the killing is the, uh, send, uh, Sadie's or Ziggy. Ziggy's it's the older sister's boyfriend, Tommy. Yeah, uh, Ziggy's sister, oldest uh, Cindy, Cindy, her boyfriend Tommy. He's the one that got possessed, and because he, yeah, I forgot how he got possessed. Well, the cop, the good, just wrote. Oh, he his wrote name. his name. You're yeah. right. You're right. He wrote his name on the thing. Because I and, think that's what happened is that the dot his good's dad died, and so Good Junior had to follow the tradition yeah. and so he had to pick a name and i guess he just picked tommy and that's when shit hit the fan and that's why he was like it's all my fault i'm letting all these people die and she's like no no it's not your fault bro you're just a boy scout you're fine no now he's like fine. no no it's his fault <laughs> yeah he possessed he got satan made a deal with the devil and it is his fault <laughs> <laughs> and um so uh it ends like that, but then you go into part three, which takes place in 1666, <laughs> you know, or during, and this, that tree is back, but it's, uh, it's, you know, it's a, um, or no, it's not there. It's under, under the house of one of the, um, one of the townspeople, the, uh, what right. The good guy. Yeah. Good. Ethan, Elijah, Elijah. Good. Was it yeah. Elijah good? Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's not a Sunnyvale or Shadyvale, just a union right now. The town hasn't split up yet. Right. And uh he uh he made a deal with the he's like uh he's like a a very respected uh and he, and and, and honestly I didn't see that part coming because he seemed like a good guy. I didn't see it coming either. <laughs> and <laughs> you, I was I like that twist, but I never I didn't see it. Yeah, twist. I mean, you know, because there were so many red herrings. I thought it was one of the red herrings, and I was like, "Well, this is a guy. This is an ally, which means he's probably going to get killed when he gets too close." And and uh, you find out that. Oh, anyway, what I what I thought was <laughs> cool about it is that 
the way we get to 1666 is Adina, because after after the after uh, Cindy tells her story in the third one, Adina touches the book. She actually touches the book. Or was it the book or she touches? Yeah, she touches the, the book because she feels you know, the hand because they the realize hand. they have to get the hand. Oh, God, we're skipping all over the place. <laughs> and uh, forgot the they've realized in the second movie that the hand of the witch was de- was detached from the body. And she wants to, she want, they want to make her whole again. And then, you know, the kind of the old, um, the old, um, um, trope from like, uh, supernatural, you know, put the body mm-hmm. back together, burn it, and then it goes away. She just wants yeah, to be whole again. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, by touching the hand, she saw everything that was going on that went on at six, how it all started. And it takes you back to 66. And what I like is that he took all the characters from both movies and put them in 1666. So you had like reference points. Yeah, that was, uh, I liked, I did like how they did that too. Because, yeah, because on, you know, because if you really want to pick it apart, Dina and her brother would be slaves. Because, yeah. <laughs> because they're, 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 yeah. yeah, they're both black and we're talking sick during the witch trial, 1600s. Yeah, they would, they, they, it wouldn't have gone well for them without mm-hmm. all the witchcraft, but they, they're just regular folks <laughs> because they're just in place of the actual people. Which I like because then you get a quick connection. It was, it was a good job for them to do a quick trilogy so they didn't have to. Yeah, it took a yeah, it explained stuff without having to explain stuff because the first one, the first movie was slow for me, but then it really picked up after a while. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And uh, but you know, you kind of had to give it because you knew it was part of a trilogy, so you realize they're just laying track and they kind of have to do this, but um. Uh, it takes place during 66, and you know, everyone's during the witch trials. And it's kind of the origins of how it all started. And Dina, uh, once again, is a lesbian who's in love with this other girl and the preacher's, uh, daughter. The, the preacher's daughter. And you get the impression that, like, Dina's father and the preacher's daughter, preacher's, uh, her family, uh, the preacher's daughter, who's uh, her family, they're both, they, they suspect something's weird between those two, but they can't put their finger on it. Yeah. It's suspicious. Yeah. It's like, these girls are close friends, but they're a little too close, but it does. They they don't have anything to to really connect to their suspicion. So they just kind of keep a wandering eye on them. And uh, fast forward, uh, both girls uh, end up get caught kissing, get seen by Elijah Wood kissing. So, He's a blood. He's, you know, he's already witchcraft. The book from the local witch who had the book, but she wasn't using it on people. She just had it. Yeah, she wasn't doing much with it. Yeah, I think she was just having it because she knew what it could do, and she didn't want anyone else to have it. But he killed her, and they start start putting use to it. Big and, time. And <laughs> and uh, Dina finds out. And he's, you know, he kind of um, suspects her of witchcraft and, you know, because she's a lesbian. And so he's got to find, he's got to, someone's got to pay. 
So he figures, why not her? And since he caught her, he can like just throw this out and say that she did it. And he already defended her, which really was a fucking dick. Well, he already defended her when she was accused of witchcraft because uh, and and successfully because people like shied away from him because he was such a powerful figure in the church or in the in the town. They're like, yeah, he's got some points and everyone trusts his word. So when he said, you know what, she is a witch. Everyone just could not wait to jump yeah, the, on board. One of the dick moves thing, one of the dick things he says is when she discovers that he made a devil possess a preacher to made to kill the 12 kids. He was just like, oh, it was just one sacrifice. And she was like, he killed 12 kids, man. You ended bloodlines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it was really good. Uh, it was like, so what ends up happening is she uh, uh, she gets hung. Uh, she they were going to kill both of them, but then Dina, uh, both girls because they were caught kissing, they're lesbians. Yeah, and, you know, it's obviously what witch witches do. No, normal people don't do that. That's what you know witches do. You know that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but um, she 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 wants her girlfriend to live, so she says it was all me. She was under the influence of yeah, my witchcraft for them, and uh, she's like. Uh, she basically says, "You guys are going to be cursed forever for doing this," and uh, so. No, she says it's a good like the, tr- oh, the your that's right. truth will be uh, your curse. Yeah. He, so his curse does go. People are slaughtered left and right. He prevails, but she's just waiting for somebody to discover the truth on him, right? Or the family, and uh, for generations they just hand down this this legacy of uh, of death and. Uh, so, I like how I like how that one ended, and then it went in part two of 1994. <laughs> yeah, it went right back into 1994. It was such a, <laughs> and so they kill. She dies, and it goes right in 1994. And now we forgot to say in 78, and uh, and uh, and in 94 is that this demon will summon like four, uh, four people to like kill on their behest. And as long as you have the blood of the, oh, yeah, <laughs> they will like they won't you know because they'll walk right past certain people to get to their target, and they'll kill anyone that stands in their way. But if you if they're not there for you and you're not in their way, they'll just leave you alone. Yeah, they'll walk right by you. But if you're even standing next to the person that their target is, you're as good as dead. And uh, we're leaving a lot of stuff out to kind of streamline the show. But uh, it's a long, it's a long trilogy. <laughs> yeah, it's literally six hours because each one is two hours. Each movie's two hours. Oh my god! And then they have an Easter egg, not Easter egg, a, a a credit scene at the end. Oh, what was? I don't think I stuck around for the end. For oh, the I did. You want me to tell you? Absolutely, sir. Uh, so in the crime scene, they show the cave again where he was making the blood sucker. Oh, you're right, and someone grabbed that the book. Was, yeah. So. There's nothing at the end of that, as far as I know. But yeah, so it's set up for another trilogy, maybe? Maybe. But I hope Netflix... So, in a nutshell, we really liked it. Check out yeah. Fair Street on Netflix. If you're a horror fan, I think you'll be okay. I think you'll I think you'll like it. I liked it a lot. I, I give it a 4 out of 5. I liked how the slasher monsters, they were a little reference to the classics in their own way, and I just I loved it. It was kind of original horror stuff for Netflix. Yeah, I have to agree. It was uh, I, I, I 
I give it a four out of five too. I oh I give you know what I give it a three out of five, three and a half. I uh, <laughs> be, because it was a little slow in the beginning, but I knew where uh-huh. it was go- gonna go. But if you don't know that, it, you might you might tune out a little bit. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. good, and uh, I recommend it. Yeah, check it out if you're a horror fan. If you're not, uh, maybe not so. Right. Um, now, since uh, this particular, this is the debut of this segment, uh, this horror segment that um, i adding into uh, a Black Nerd, but I know on this, when this episode airs, uh, Marcel is not sitting in. So I'm going to talk about a couple of shows, a show and a movie that he and I were normally going to talk about, but I know you've seen them. So I wanted to get your opinion on the Loki series, more particularly the last episode. On uh, Loki, I thought it was great. Me too. And I, um, go I ahead. Thought, what's the actor's name? Uh, he was in the, um, Tom Hiddleston. Lo- to- Lovecraft Country. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking uh, about um, oh, what is his name? He played Kang. Um, yeah, he basically played a virgin. Which I I don't know a lot about Kang. I'm not gonna pretend to be a Kang expert, but what I what I find on a comic book, there's a lot of varieties of Kang. So this actor will have a lot of chances to play him differently many times yes uh you're talking about jonathan majors yeah there you go jonathan major yeah from lovecraft i love how he played yeah because um technically we didn't get kang yet uh yeah, that was somebody else because uh um the guy that comes you know we're spoilers obviously the guy that comes back the guy that's going to replace him because it comes to the very end, you know, they get to the end of time. So Sophie and Loki and uh, they get to the end of time and pretty much this being tells them how they came to be. And basically, basically he he's been around since the beginning of time, recorded time, him and seven others. And uh, they wow. kind of basically he's kind of God, kind of. OK, and, and, uh, he's more powerful than Thanos. Absolutely, the Infinity Stones don't won't do anything to him. <laughs> you know, he did. He 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 he's he has got like he's like the next Thanos level threat. But he created the world they're living in, basically, and oh, uh, and okay. he, but he's been alone watching people for a long time since the beginning of time, and uh, he's kind of crazy. That would, and, that'd be creepy and crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's kind of crazy. And basically he tells them, you know, I want you guys to kind of run the universe, this part of the universe, basically. And Loki was like, Loki's opinion was kind of like, you know, hey, if if this guy is this powerful and he, he tells them basically, you can kill me. I'll let you kill me. But you don't want what's coming to replace me. You don't want that. And what he basically tells them is like, if you kill me, it'll mean that I will, I will break off into an infinite amount of me's and uh, the guys who replace me, you don't want any part of them. Those guys, are, <laughs> whoever replaced me is not good. You think I'm bad. Wait till you see who replaces me. If you kill me. It didn't seem like he was bluffing. Uh-uh. And uh, basically, you know, Loki was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this. And and uh, Sophie's so driven by anger and grief and just <sighs> she was being really stupid, <laughs> basically. It and, started uh, a new uh, 
chapter villain for the MCU, basically. Oh, yeah. She killed him, and he smiles. It's like, see you soon. And then you can see the look on her face like, oh, I fucked up. (laughs) I should have listened because now it's fucked. Uh, You know, uh, so. And the way they introduced, uh, can I say, the, the statue at the end? Of the, Kang, the way it was so subtle but great at the same time. It was so scary, but it wasn't a lot. Right. That guy is the guy you should be afraid of. That that statue, that's <laughs> Kang. That's Kang, the Conqueror. That's the one who's going to be a problem. And uh, you know, what's crazy about this, I heard it on another show, another podcast, but it was it summed it up perfectly. All of Loki, Sophie's basically uh, interdimensional Karen and she doesn't like how the T the TVA she doesn't like how it's run she doesn't like how this business is run and she wants to speak to the manager and, <laughs> and, and, and basically uh, Kane's like he's like you know you can you can complain to me but you fucking you kill me and you know fuck around and see what happens basically and now she 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 wants to speak to the manager and now the manager got here, and now all bets are off. It's a, it's gonna it's gonna suck for everybody now. Way to go, Karen. <laughs> Way to go, Space Karen. <laughs> Time traveling, Karen. God damn it! But you 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 after seeing that, you kind of see where what we're gonna get. You kind of see we're going. This is how we get. This is how we get. Um. Um. This is you know multiverse of madness is going to be about this. Oh yeah, uh, awesome. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home is going to be about this. Even Ant Man uh, and uh, was what it what's the Ant Man movie going to be called? Something about oh, the quantum. the quantum realm, something like yeah. that. It's just all based on multi-dimensional, uh, interdimensional, all these different universes smashing into each other. So all bets are off. Which means it's crazy, man, in the MCU. Now I'm saying it out loud. Yeah, it and this is he is the next big bad. He is the next Thanos level threat. Uh he's actually bigger than Thanos because we can't repair this with infinity stones because they don't work on him. You're talking about someone who's part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 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 this can he for the next 10 years we could be dealing but this is how we probably shoehorn in X-Men, the Fantastic Four. Uh this is how we get these people in now. And uh and now you know now that all bets are off we can, if they really wanted to do it comic book logic exists now so we could see a different version of Black Widow. If we really wanted to, if they really wanted to do that, we could see Black Widow. We see obviously we we're watching another version of Loki. So Loki's back in. He's alive again. Oh, at least a yeah. version of him. So all bets are off. Even Steve Rogers could come back. He's probably not going to do that. But you know what I mean? It could come back. Yeah. And so, uh, one thing I think the Loki show did too was they said vampires at one point. So which I think they're a little way of starting the Blade. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be fucking crazy now. Um, and since we're talking on the version of Marvel, uh, let's talk about uh, Black Widow. Oh, yeah. What did you think? I liked it a lot. David Harbour, I thought, stole a lot of the scenes. Yeah. 
it, you know what's funny? I like I Black Widow's. Uh, I kind of approach Black Widow like it's a Marvel movie. It's nice to see a new Marvel movie back in the theaters. Yeah, uh, but I thought I would like it, but I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. And here's something that I didn't expect, and it could be me just being a father and kind of being getting soft in my uh, as I get a little older. Uh-huh. But but like some of the family dynamic stuff, I was really into. And I was kind of getting a little choked up, like when the girls were expressing how they didn't have a, a childhood, and they're like, you know, because it's like this made-up family. Basically, yeah. her, you know, uh, Black Widow's parents were just Russian spies that were sleep that were part of a sleeper cell. They lived as this family for like three or four years, and then then when they were activated, it was time to go. But these little girls were born and raised. In his family, that they just had to uproot and leave. Well, I felt like the little girl was. Uh, yeah, she was. Know. That's that's all she knew. Yeah, uh, she was, yeah, but Natasha kind of knew. Like she, you could tell, she kind of knew what was happening. Yeah, when Red Guardian was like, you know, that big tripper about to do. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she she was aware of it, but she she knew they weren't her birth parents, but she thought they they had a life, and that that one day they might have to do this, but. I'm sure as a kid, you would think that was when you're an adult or when you don't think about it like that. But uh, they definitely, um, it, you know, it was really good. They were talking about their their experiences being raised in the Red Room. Like uh, Natasha, she was, hers was like programming and uh, being uh, brainwashed into being this part of elite soldiers of women soldiers that were just like, they're like the Russian uh um russian version of the uh what what's uh what is the black what is wakanda's warrior women called the delage the uh, malor delage or delage i'm they're like the russian version of that you just don't fuck with them they're just deadly and she was brainwashed but um and i always thought natasha uh had as a serum that's why she could survive so many crazy things over the years and do what she does. No, uh, but her sister, her sister did. No, uh, th- no, they those two didn't. The Red Guardian definitely did. But oh, I was yeah, yeah. Just oh, I didn't, go I ahead. Thought, sorry, uh, I thought Hawkeye was only human in the Avengers, and like Black Widow had a bit of the Russian version of the serum. I know she did in the comic books. Because, yeah, but- like. Some of the things she survives, a human being normally wouldn't able to. The way I, the way they painted her is like she, she. I don't think she was enhanced. She was just, or well, she was enhanced, but she wasn't like a super soldier. Okay. Because remember, she they she finds out spoilers that she didn't have a mother. She was, uh, she basically, she was bred to do what she does. Because uh, she was, uh, was the minute. Because remember, they said war is my mother. It's like, well, once you were born, we had no use for her, so we, you know, put a bullet in her head and buried her in an unmarked grave, basically. You know, because that's what uh, uh, the big villain, which was uh, oh. the the you know you know uh, Drekloff, who runs the Red Room, which was a big like Harvey Weinstein feel. I got it totally. Yeah, <laughs> that was totally. I totally got that vibe too. <laughs> 
And but, that part uh, made me cry when he was talking about kidnapping all these little girls. You know, yeah, being he said, creep and like, you're not going to get my daughter, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what he, yeah, me too. <laughs> I think maybe being a father to a daughter is why I, it resonated with me so much. Because he, <laughs> he was like, the one thing he said was like, you know, the world has one problem too many girls. And I was like, someone kill this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what a bullet. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was cool the way, uh, you know, it was like, um, it was one of the few times in in the Marvel universe because they they have a thing for killing their villains, but this mm-hmm. and, and sometimes you like you know he shouldn't kill that villain. He's such a good villain, and but I wanted him dead, and I wanted them to want him to die, not like an accidental thing or like you're going to we're taking you to justice, and then he yeah, dies trying to fight yeah. back. No, she was like, you cannot live, you <laughs> cannot live. <laughs> and I was like, "That's I like that part." It was like, "Yeah, he he's too dangerous to be alive." She, that was a great scene because, like, towards the end, her sole purpose was to end his life, not to take him, bring him to justice. It's like he can't survive because this will not stop if he lives. And uh, like her sister, like so, Natasha, she was more like enhanced, but it was more about brainwashing her sister. Uh, Yelena, she was chemically forced to do it. So yeah, she was, was like a, a robot. Thing, which was kind of neat. I did, it was just a little chemical. I mean, that's where we're getting at the MC, you know, the technology. Yeah. As I could be little, put little things in your body that control you, basically. Yeah, because like when uh, when Natasha, when, when she fights one of the girls and uh, Natasha was like trying to help her because she's fighting, her and her sister are fighting it like they get her house gets stormed because they're you know they found her and they're fighting off like 10 of these women and one of them gets pushed out the window and she falls and survives but her leg is like bent the other way oh yeah <laughs> and she's like i don't want to kill you and the girl looks like she will accept the help but the, out of nowhere she's like the you know because the little wrist guns he always disassociated it just with with uh, Black Widow, but it turns out that they all have it because she had one of those wrist guns that little, you know, it shoots like twelve shots. And yeah, so, and it zaps and it does weird, crazy things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she had it pointed at her head. She's like, "I don't." He's making me do this, and then she shot herself in the head. And I was like, "Oh fuck, that's hardcore." But um, I, I know. And then like the whole dynamic when they the jailbreak of their dad and and because he's yeah. like the Russian equivalent of Captain America, and he, but he's kind of a. He's kind of a doofus, you know. He's a big doofus. I do, I heard someone say this, and I agree with. He seemed like two different people in the '90s and now pre- present time. Yeah, the yeah. I, I mean, there was a big years of gaps, yes, but it just came off a little different. Um, but I did David Harbor. I loved anyway. So I, I like that guy a lot. He's a good. And actor. I hope, I hope the fight was true, and they show it one day. The fight he was bragging about about 1984. I fought Captain America, and somehow oh, yeah. time peril. Captain America, Steve Rogers does bump into him, and they get in this fight. Oh man, I hope so. I hope we see him again. Actually, I really like I like that character. But, I think uh, we'll be back. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. Yeah, you know, I thought the movie was really. I thought it was really good. I had a lot of fun with it. I, all the tender moments worked for me. Maybe I'm just getting soft, but it was, I was into it. it, it was is a, it, is it, it the was best? A, Go ahead. Sorry. 
it was a simple uh, MCU movie. We're about the shit we're about to get into. Yes, it is going to be a fuck. And at the very end, uh, you saw. Um, oh yeah, you saw Brady, pretty much Lady Hydra. Now you were going to see her before. Um, you were supposed to see this movie before Falcon and a Winter Soldier. So, but it didn't really, it didn't really hurt anything. You just saw her again, but you, I kind of got the idea. She's building a dark Avengers because she's got already got a Steve Austin or Steve Austin. She's already almost Steve, (laughs) Steve Rogers. Oh man, I hope she is a Steve Austin. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to turn that son bitch sideways. (laughs) To be throwing canned beers at Bill. (laughs) What? Uh, she's got her version of Steve Rogers. She's already got her own Captain America. She, you know, she's got like uh, uh, what's his name? Um, what is that uh, the new Captain? Um, or John Walker? Yeah. What's what's his? What are they calling him though? Oh, oh, uh, oh 47, Agent forty-seven, or Agent forty-seven. But he was before that. He was called uh, in the comics. He was also called. Um, I never read any of his, to be honest. <laughs> oh God, he wasn't. They weren't calling him. Captain America, they were calling him well anyway, she's got her own version of that, and I kind of think she might get abominations because in uh in that uh Chang Chi Shang Chi trailer, you see Wang or Wong fighting Abomination in a ring. Which is awesome. I wonder if she's gonna like recruit Abomination as her Hulk counterpart, and she's already got her Captain America counterpart. And it was kind of sad at the end to see that uh, that uh, Natasha's sister is a killer for hire again. Yeah, I was kind of I was a little disappointed by that. I thought me, maybe me she too. Be a new a new Black Widow for the Avengers, but maybe yeah. maybe she will, and they they have plans for her. Yeah. But she's working for uh, Lady Hydra, basically. <coughs> she's not Lady Hydra, but Maria Louise Dreyfus' character is Lady Hydra in the comics. Which is like the Dark Avenger version of Nick Fury. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I think she's assembling a team. So we're going to see them in future movies. And I kind of like how, you know, we get Avenger-type movies where they're all working together. But it really is segmented because you get your mythical fighters like like uh, Wong and and uh and uh scarlet witch and you and uh doctor strange you have your you have like your bullets and military division that's with mm-hmm. war machine and falcon and winter soldier and black widow and then you get like your straight up oh and you get your straight up like super you know and iron man and you get straight up just like super powered superheroes like hulk yeah. and and Thank thor God. You know, and so it's 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 kind of cool they're separated, but then they come together. Yeah, because like Black Widow and uh, the third Ragnarok was is two different movies. <laughs> exactly, and there's no way she could take on like death, like you know, like Thor did. You know, yeah, you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna see Captain, you're not gonna see like a uh, like a um, Captain America take on, you know, um, Loki. You just not 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 in a one on one. No, he's just, he's not matched. He's outmatched. <laughs> but um, I, I you know I'm really looking I'm really looking forward to um what's coming down the pike because it's 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 looking like it's going to be fucking awesome. It's a great time to be and alive. We had, yeah, we had a big break from 2020 and now it's gonna it's gonna come hard, <laughs> real hard. I mean, <laughs> it, fuck next month when August we got 
We have oh, yeah. uh, we what have if? yeah, we have what if. Oh September, yeah, Shang-Chi we have Shamsi. Yeah, it's just really come. It's gonna come like like a freight train. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be very fun. <laughs> so, well, folks, uh, this was a long segment. Generally, we're going to stick to horror when Ed and I get together, and uh, on on in these Black Nerd episodes. But uh, I just kind of wanted to cover this since Marcel is absent this week. And um, thanks for coming, Ed. Thanks for having me. Uh, sorry if I was a little rusty. It's been a bit. Oh, it's, it's been nice. a while. And it's uh, nice to be back, though. Uh, and it's nice to have you back. I kind of lifted uh, ask a white guy or ask a white person duties from you. I said it in a in an older episode. I don't. I know you don't listen to episodes, but I did an episode with uh, my <laughs> friend Ev- Evan, and uh, uh, I told him I might uh, throw those duties onto him. Mm-hmm. Ask a, ask a white person because uh, the last two or three that we've done that Marcel and I did with you, we all just ended up agreeing. I was like, it's clear it's been around black folks enough or has a lot of black folks tendencies because we all end up just agreeing. <laughs> so there's not, there's not a lot of back and forth. We're like, hey, Ed, why do white people do this? And you're like, I don't know. Why do white people do this? So I was like, oh, this is going nowhere. <laughs> so I figure horror is a better fit for you. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to fill in for uh, Maristow, and I'm happy to talk about horror, too. Oh, so glad to have you. So, folks, we will see you next week. See you. Bye, everybody. <laughs>